Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteroids and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show. And you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, I keep getting asked about why Two Medicine, well, it was originally called Cause and Effect Ranch. Mm, see, the previous owner was a big bourbon drinker. <laughs> But I had renamed it after a famous, or should I say infamous twosome, yeah, Viagra and penicillin. You know, the two often go well together. <laughs> or maybe you'd call penicillin a chaser? <laughs> it's the former, see, Viagra that uh, takes over from nature and lets you just say, well, you know, it substitutes common sense and allows the user to be a little bit more gung-ho. <laughs> or is it just plain careless? <laughs> Not so fussy, not exactly discerning, you know. Anyway, believe in medical confusion for a moment. I've been having these really weird dreams here. They return with a vengeance like never before. I reckon there's still something in the air. Yep, other than me mother, old Nan's second-hand cigarette smoke that as well. To be honest, hers is third-hand. Yep, Uh, she kind of inhales, exhales, and then inhales again. Just to make sure, you know, it's reached the bottom of her nicotine-encrusted, aged lungs. I reckon there's enough tar down there to waterproof and repair the barn roof, and even offer maybe a ten-year guarantee on it. <laughs> anyway, there's definitely something toxic, or even something with hallucinatory effects knocking around out there. Yep, and I'm not talking about the output from the wife Elsie's overloaded microwave oven either. <laughs> Add to that, me long lost, or should I say just better permanently lost distant relative Skip Natter returned from West Africa last week. And he's not been, you know, well, he's not really welcome. <laughs> but he's been having really weird dreams too, you know. Mind you, I'm hoping it's just a bad dream every time he shows up here. <laughs> Unfortunately, reality is not so pleasant and he's here all right. Yep, sponging as usual. That is until he cons enough folks to be able to afford to leave again. Or more or less has to. <laughs> oh dear. I decided the air round is not being helped by me incontinent political commentating neighbour old Rush's spraying. Mm. Just about everything is on his farm with highly poisonous chemicals. Oh dear, it's the same every year. If it's not invited on his farm, he sprays it. Yeah, animal, vegetable, or mineral. Yeah, well... Back to me weird dream, eh? Which I have to admit, started out very nicely. Mm. See, I was sitting on this beautiful deserted island beach. The golden sand and stranded shells were between me toes. I was peacefully looking at the gently rolling waves approaching. Then suddenly, ten of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life approached me from the surf. Add to that, the only thing they were wearing... Mm was an inviting smile. <laughs> they walked right up to me and everything looked just great. Yeah, I had a little portable radio next to me and uh, one of them really old-fashioned ones, you know, with a pull-out antenna. Yep. 
was producing some very gentle and soulful music, you know. Every loon, everything around me looked just rosy, you know. Then one of the women knelt down next to me and started to run her fingers through the air. Oh dear, well, but you know, she didn't exactly smell like I'd hoped, you know, um, coconut oil was here, get me meaning. Her scent was quite familiar though, but not what I'd describe as brimming with feminine presence. Anyway, I kind of put that to one side for a while. I guess it was that whole bird in the hand cliche. After all, round here, all I ever see are raucous crows and annoying pigeons. Anyway, I was quite happy to be seriously outnumbered for the first time in my life. Then, the music stopped playing abruptly, and a familiar voice barked out loud. Dear, of course, the first thing I thought was, well, it's a great way to go. <laughs> but then again, how on earth was I going to fit ten of them into the next 20 minutes and get to still enjoy it before we all got washed away? But as I like to say, it's very important to stay focused, think positive, and don't sweat the small stuff, even if it did sound like a world record attempt. Well, a new one anyway. <laughs> But before I had a chance to embark on my record-breaking challenge, I woke up suddenly to find me farm dog Clay. Yeah, young Clay running his stinky tongue through me hair and whimpering. Yep, hence the odd smell. And worse still, the wife was standing over me asking if I'd like to try her homemade tiramisu and how it would be ready in about 20 minutes. Oh dear. Well, it did sound like tsunami on the old radio, but uh, of course, it was just a dream. Mm. The nightmare was waking up and seeing the wife and smelling me for our dog. I mean, he could make us stink, stink. <laughs> before I leave the subject of deserted islands and even islands and low-lying land masses, you know, full stop. Yeah, I say full stop, not period, you know. The latter reminds me of the wife Elsie again. <laughs> I was thinking, if all the scientists are right, they won't exist in a few years' time, will they? On the other hand, seeing as according to previous scientists, we were supposed to be living in a second ice age by now, I'm not so sure. Yep, regardless of human ideas, maybe Mother Nature's doing a takeover job. On the quiet, you know. I reckon she's sick of condos and hotels taking over too. Yep, like every beach on earth, eh? <laughs> the new tourist attractions in the future are going to be more like the fictional Atlantis. Mm, yep, great for divers, but not for room service, valley parking and suitcases. <laughs> in all irony, I'm here chatting away in Florida which is generally a massive average of six feet above water. Although there are a few high spots, yep, I might be on one of them for sure, but as I mentioned before, I might only have a future as a fish farmer too. Yeah, but looking at the state of the oceans and seas, I might make more money, and to be honest, be more successful as a garbage collector. <laughs> you can just imagine what might be floating around then, yep. And we're worried about plastic right now. 
Oh dear. I suppose the wife will float quite well too, so she'll have no problem. <laughs> I'll need a boat though, you know. It's that old cliche, sink or swim. Mm. But unlike a lot of folks, I'm not staying awake at night fretting about anything. No, I'll start worrying about rising sea levels when I've got a decent ocean view. Mm. You should know that when the Atlantic comes knocking on me door, I'll be ready. <laughs> you know, if you start worrying about everything you hear, you'll just waste away with worry, won't you? I mean, there's a bleeding list in there now. You know, global warming, cyber attacks, terrorists, inflation. Oh, add to that, I'll see the wife's a living, breathing example of inflation. <laughs> She's a one-woman annual percentage increase. <laughs> Then, like I said, I've got Skip Narrier on the farm, and he's a combination of just about everything awful. He's the one-man version of a global deficit. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats, or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan's buddy, Toshiko Suzuki, my lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Hannah's now 103-year-old grandmother, <laughs> is still here, keeping me awful, ancient parent. Yep, old 95-year-old Nan company. Mm, they're united in their old crow adventure still, or what I call... Senior citizen terrorism. They're already the scourge of just about every Florida tourist attraction they visited. Yep, a menace everywhere they go. But last week, they didn't leave the house when old Nan planned something really different, and it was far from giving Grandma Chico any kind of cultural experience. Oh dear. Nan decided they could get plenty of fresh air and still create mayhem right here on the front porch. She went online and bought a pair of drones, and this explains another local phenomenon. Yep, the recent spate of nighttime UFO sightings near the farm. <laughs> Although Toshiko's drone crashed into Rush's bathroom, Nan complained about it being faulty. <laughs> so the supplier Rush shipped another one, and that arrived a couple of days ago. So the old crows have won each again, and all their night manoeuvres are the real reasons for concern. Yep, they've been harassing me neighbours to the point of no return. For one, me neighbour Old Rush has decided they are being operated by the Democrats and they're spying on his plans for GOP gains. <laughs> he's even tried a couple of pot shots, but his regular 12-gauge shotgun isn't quick enough to even wing what he calls those devils in the sky. <laughs> Me fireman Ding Dang is still convinced he's upset a couple of hornet's nests and they're pursuing him wherever he goes. <laughs> Whilst me nudist swinger neighbour old Fred has put a special cover over his skinny dipping pool, see only his guests are allowed to check each other out in the nude. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, me usually scruffy fireman ding-dang is constantly changing 
and this is due to painter, writer and former camper Quinton's constantly guiding hand. Mm, sometimes I heard it's both hands. <laughs> but I'm talking about the flamboyant eye for the farm guy. <laughs> Quinton even took him to this really odd place a few days ago. Yeah, to Sally's 24-7 wax off. <laughs> for a waxing. <laughs> it's a place where they specialise in the full body waxing method of hair removal. Oh dear. Quinton reckoned that Ding Dang had more body hair than your average silverback gorilla. <laughs> and it needs to go. Oh dear, well, that, that means, you know, another two million homeless fleas this week, doesn't it? <laughs> Add to that, I was wondering why my fireman was walking like a bow-legged cowboy all week and he hasn't even bought an horse. <laughs> Quinton brought me up to date, though. Yep, he apparently you could hear ding-dang screams <laughs> six <laughs> blocks away. <laughs> but now everything is bold below his chin. You know, Quinton reckons he's as bold as a baby, actually. Yep, only now that everyone around here knows the story... Old ding-dangs, as red as a tomato too. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, though I'm still having my unforgettable little feature on the show and here's ding-dangs' southern quote. Next time, I'm going to shave. <laughs> Dear, this, according to him, relates directly to the painful waxing experience he received at the cruel hands of Miss Sally, the professional wax mistress. <laughs> No whip, just wax. What he doesn't realise is that waxing got to all the places that only a contortionist can usually reach with a razor anyway. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I'm returning to the boy's favourite subject, food, of course. Yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking are revolting offerings from the swamp. <laughs> I cook my own food and leave it to that cosy relationship with the microwave oven. This time, we've got something different, though. Elsie's cooking cock-ups as a guest. Yep, beyond it. That's Elsie's best girlfriend, beyond it, Brandisha Washington, or BBW to her friends. <laughs> Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep, Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process, yep, usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away, further the better. This time it's Elsie and Beyond, it's multi-story sandwich surprise. <laughs> and unique creations again, no recipe book needed or any online advice yet, full of shortcuts and hideous ingredients. Oh dear. As usual, Elsie gets carried away and adds her own selection of vile, volatile and plainly unpredictable ingredients. <laughs> Just before I carry on, I should let you know that Beyond its contribution is hardly going to improve matters, you know. Why? Because despite their apparent friendship, it's okay to bitterly argue about ingredients. See, Elsie's not fussy, whilst beyond it is fussy about quite a few of Elsie's crazy condiment suggestions and odd additions. (laughs) 
So let's see, Elsie's written it all down on the back of a large envelope. That's the one that contained her monthly slimming magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it's her idiot's handwriting, all right, scrawled around the edges and dodging the usual coffee, soda, ketchup, mustard stains here and there. Oh, and over there too. <laughs> Only this time, beyond it, has crossed out half of it and added her own suggestions. To be honest, it looks like an argument in the kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they started out with three loaves of sliced white bread. That's different. And added margarine to both sides of every slice. Then they layered them one at a time with their chosen ingredients. So to save arguments, they decided on one and a half loaves each. Elsie layered hers with ketchup, four kinds of cheese, dill pickles, strawberry jam, pitted olives, cherries, eggs, peppers, curry sauce, soy sauce, canned tomatoes, potatoes, mint jelly, confectioner's sugar, lettuce, onion, cornflakes, potato chips, and <laughs> But of course, she had to add her extras, didn't she? Salt vinegar and marshmallows. Oh dear. <laughs> It started looking out like a bread office tower. She then cooked it for 10 minutes in the microwave oven at high heat. A few minutes later, she shoveled it out. An overflowing mess. It was now the melting, leaning office tower of pizza. <laughs> yep, like the leaning tower itself. Nevertheless, after a few minutes, it was ready to eat. Yep, it's the only time I don't hear a word out of the wife. Then it was time for Beyond It to get involved. Her one and a half loaves appealed to her sweet and snack tooth. <laughs> Every slice had the margarine too, then peanut butter, jelly, peanuts, potato chips, chocolate cookies, pretzels and maple syrup. Yeah. The old syrup acted like glue and held her accident in the bakery together. She dodged the microwave though, just got started as it was. Oh dear again. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Natter show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi me blind neighbour old Lon in his house mate new to swinger old Fred have found a solution to their needs Fred's home is now the best place in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night and it's called do you know Fred? <laughs> it's a bring a bottle, bring your wife and bring potluck dishes kind of affair. Fred gets to meet like-minded folks and their wives. And old Lonnie gets plenty of free food. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around again, this time there was an odd, out-of-date and seriously aged guest. You know, old Nan was there in person, not just as an eye in the sky with her drone. <laughs> She'd left Ashiko back at the farm. Old Nan decided all those nude bodies would be too much for her. After all, she is 103 years old. Nan was ready to turn Fred's little show into a swing and deal party. Yep, <laughs> swing and deal. Yep. <laughs> Don't really know what to say about that, but yep, Texas stud, Texas Oldham, 
and maybe even the old Texan if he showed up that was. <laughs> My long lost relative Skip Natter is temporarily living at old Fred's place too and insists on still wearing his hat regardless of any other house rules. <laughs> you know, it makes little difference when it's already common knowledge that Skip came up short by Natter's standards. <laughs> Old Nan managed to con the guests into a game of strip poker instead, only with cold hard cash and not just clothes. Fortunately, the only thing she stripped bare was their wallets. <laughs> so no nasty surprises there. Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about Will, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers the day she was playing bingo a few years back. Yeah, still one of her favourite little gambling pursuits, but uh, well, when she gets the chance. Only she reckons the payouts aren't really big enough to get her too excited these days. You know, she's into the big games, isn't she? Anyway, I digress. When she got her third full house of the evening, yep, it's that so-called lucky streak again, and in the process of getting excited with her usual burning cigarette on the go, she shouted out house at the top of her voice while inhaling hard. House! Oh dear. <laughs> she managed to inhale the entire cigarette butt which meant not only a choking session, followed by a Heimlich manoeuvre administered by the bingo caller, oh. and then an ambulance trip to casualty. They managed to get the cigarette remains out without too much difficulty and sent her home a few hours later. Add to that, the bingo palace manager stopped by the next morning with the winnings. Other than the pleasant cash compensation, though, there was what I'd call an upside to the event. Yeah, the old crow couldn't speak for about a week afterwards. Yeah, peaceful it was. With all hand gestures and not a minute of moaning as it usually is. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with only one book this time and it's called Customer Service for Beginners by S. Crew U2 Jr. <laughs> oh dear. This book is aimed at folks starting a career in the retail industry. Well, let's have a look then. It's a combination of face-to-face -face customer service and the, you know, the over-the-phone kind, you know. So I've just picked out a random selection of chapters for you to give you an idea of what's going on here. You know, chapter one is called The Customer is Always Wrong. <laughs> this guides you and puts you on the right track right up front. Chapter two, using a superior tone and arrogance, 
Apparently this puts off most customers and they forget their complaints pretty quickly. <laughs> Chapter 4, Spotting a Troublesome Customer. This explains how to see it coming. <laughs> and, you know, put your little closed customer service department sign up in an hurry. <laughs> Chapter 6, The Supervisor Excuse. Mm, all passing the buck, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get a, get me supervisor means you let the latest member of the customer service team handle the complaint by convincing them it's an important part of their training. <laughs> of course, they have less experience and no power. And the customer gives up. <laughs> Chapter 8, I'll have to call you back, mm, means they never will. And if it's a phone call, not face-to-face, -face, you've already given them, you know, a fake name, so that's easy. Chapter 10. Oh, we've all heard this one. It's called Dumping All Calls. This is interesting, you know, and I'm sure everyone has experienced this one. When a call comes in, they just hit the Send It To India button. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, I wanted to complain to customer service about this book, but after reading it, I decided to refer to Chapter 2. Yep, walk away. <laughs> Add to that. I'm bunging it on me compost heap. <laughs> See, I got a few complaints about burning books being bad for the environment. Mm, could be for some people, but you know, me farm's only a couple of miles away from a coal-fired power plant that burns 10,000 tonnes of coal a day, so I didn't really think the old book was going to hurt. But, uh, either way, I got the message, and I've got a new system. So, yep, I discovered me farm dog, young Clay, hates books and magazines, you know. He likes to tear them to shreds. He usually likes to stare at Elsie the wife while he's doing it too. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'd let him have the bad books first and then I'd bung the shreds in me compost. <laughs> Should be good for water retention for me veggie garden next year. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me and Nollies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting India, hmm, only not on the phone. Oh yes, the land of call centres, happy cows, spices and the former home of me restaurant sea store owning rapper buddy Pashana Kondapindi. <laughs> Never sure what order I should say that in these days though. <laughs> anyway, this time it's not a foodie one. Oh dear, it takes place in a place called Tamil Nadu. Uh, that's a southern Indian state, and it involves a priest smashing coconuts on people's heads. Yep. You heard me right, yep, smashing coconuts on folks' heads. Yeah, apparently, it's so the gods will bring them success and good luck. Oh dear, ouch. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't feel too great after that experience, how about you, but uh, I suppose you'd have to call it Unconscious faith. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lennart Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message you have messages well America this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England your brother Buck has thrown me again he's uh, come across with these so called retail expressions yes mail in rebate instant rebate and lay away you know old chap I have Joy just does it to make my life a misery. So, please, Ned, give me a call back and put me straight. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used retail expressions and has confused Ponce perhaps more than usual. Well, at least since his concerns about Floyd and Buffaloes, that was. <laughs> anyway, this time, Buck has thrown the following at Nigel. Yeah, Mail-in rebate, instant rebate and lay away. First then, Nigel, a mail-in rebate is where the manufacturer or store offers to send you a few dollars back when you send in the coupon. Why? Well, a mail-in rebate guarantees you'll get mail back from them for at least 50 years. <laughs> yep, cheap marketing. The instant rebate, on the other hand, makes you feel as if you've got a great deal on your purchase right away. When in reality, you paid for the rebate or money back instead of getting a discount in the first place. It also gives the sales assistant an opportunity to sell you on something called a rewards card. Yep. This is yet another feel-good factor item where you always shop at their store and every year they give you a pat on the back and call you a member. <laughs> Oh dear, perhaps you've been called something worse. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, last but not least, lay away. Basically, you want something in the store and you can't afford it. The store knows you can't afford it too. They don't trust you an inch either. So they keep the item in the store and out the back until you come through with the cash. <laughs> you know, and usually that's in weekly instalments until you paid it right up. If you don't pay or finish paying, they'll happily lay it away for somebody else. <laughs> so Nigel, I hope that all makes sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
I headed over to me and Conlon, political commentator, neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson fan, to not only convince him that the drones are not being operated by the Democrats, but to listen to the latest far-fetched second-hand news from right of centre and all in instalments. Yep, just like layaway. <laughs> only with a weak bladder, he's always rushing off. <laughs> the poor old mucker and our new neighbour... Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democrats TV host, a head-to-head in direct competition like a couple of one-man political experts and staunch supporters of their respective brand of politics. Oh dear. <laughs> this week, Russia's politics were back on track and he went on and on about trillion-dollar socialist wish lists. Yep. <laughs> and how our great country is not on Amazon Prime, even when the Democrats think we are. <laughs> Rush said they believe another three trillion will solve everything as if it's some kind of two-day shipping deal. Oh dear. Yep, Rush thinks that's really out of hand, but after Sprung threw up his hands in despair, he rattled on about how the GOP couldn't do any better to solve things. Of course, old Rush got really an- animated with a retort. He says, even kindergarten class could do better than your folks sprung. <laughs> Rush didn't have much time anyway, see, still spraying this week, yet with that highly lethal cocktail of poisons designed to just about murder everything in his path. Oh dear, look out, Jeremy Sprung. <laughs> but as usual, before anyone could say anything else, his words tailed off as he excused himself with that standard statement, gotta go, Ned, oh dear, Rush. I've always got to go and flush. <laughs> Despite his rushing off, he called me later in the day to not only further warn me about Jeremy Sprung's Democrat buddy's plans and with his Tennessee teaser, that's his own homegrown style of humour, he's only got one oar in the water. <laughs> he's not only spraying nature after death, he's on the attack. Sprung is in the firing line. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> A few weeks ago, we chatted about pet hens, and Alice has now got a few exotic specimens on order. So we chatted about hens first, instead of the occult. But added to that, she reckons me nightmares might be caused by geoengineering experiments. Yep, going off on above us in the sky. She reckons that we've got chemtrails everywhere, and that might be the cause She says there's a secret program going on to shade us from the sun and change the earth. (laughs) On the other hand, close to home, I wonder if I should stop eating that rich-smelling vegan cheese she gave me. (laughs) Only then she reminded me how I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me, so she's going to be giving me something from nature every time. (laughs) What is it that is, yeah. Before you start your mind's working overdrive... Not that kind of nature. (laughs) At first, though, she decided to baffle me with a really bizarre statement. Right out of the blue. Earthworms are hermaphrodites. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter which sex they are, it makes life easier meeting up on their travels through the earth. <laughs> they can get it on regardless. Yeah, added to that, it's pretty dark down there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, life is so uncomplicated for the humble earthworm. Oh dear. Me hens aren't too fussy about which end they start on, though. No, it slips down easy right after the first tug. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just glad the coffee and cake was reliably nice, though. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Right then, me first item comes from Alan in Alaska and he's called me about something really strange. Yeah, he's seen this report how scientists are focusing their efforts on hidden methane leaks. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently methane is more than 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide when it comes to hurting our atmosphere. So they're hunting for it with probes and sensors everywhere. Yep, mostly looking for leaks in pipes and sewers in city streets. Big job, I'd say. Even though I've decided to do me bit, and I'm putting a methane sensor in me sofa. Yep, the permanent dwelling place of the wife Elsie and her buddy beyond it. I'm convinced the reading will be off the charts. It's a hub of silent, deadly atmosphere destroying methane gas, for sure. <laughs> the second item comes from Beverly in Bristol. Yep, that's in the UK. And she's called me about this really bizarre news. Even I had to look it up and then read it twice. Yep. 70 women in the UK have married trees. <laughs> yep, trees. <laughs> of course, I thought maybe there was a shortage of men and perhaps they're the only way these women could get wood. <laughs> Sorry, I mean lumber. <laughs> Anyway, it turns out the trees were threatened by a developer who planned to cut the trees down and build apartments instead. Sad, isn't it? So they married the trees to look after them and protect them from the chainsaw. Oh dear, very nice. I wonder if the best man was from another branch of the family. <laughs> the tree could have always shed a few leaves, you know, to save on confetti too, couldn't it? Add to that, I can just imagine the limited potential for a honeymoon, can't you? You know, where should we go? Well, I don't know. See, I'm pretty much rooted to this place. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. A dubious command agent, 50%, was lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> so here it goes. You're going to love this unique offer. We've got a mailbox to suit your home and your lifestyle. The best range on planet Earth. Yep, get our super-sized model. If you've got a big appetite, it's specially designed for really fat packages. Add to that, why not splash out on our underslung, insulated and heated 
pizza delivery holding box. Then we've got our bill special. No, that one doesn't open at all. So you'll never get another annoying bill in your life. <laughs> well, why not push the boat out with our unique patented junk and bill box with its handy built-in shredder? It does the job for you right at the curbside and dumps all your mail in a handy trash bag. On the other hand, if you're always getting your mail stolen, we've got our anti-tamper electric special that activates the moment your mail carrier drops the mail and delivers a powerful 1 million volt shunt to any feeling hand. Just remember to switch it off when you collect your mail. <laughs> so visit our website today and learn more at shockinglifestylemailboxes.org and order the ideal one for your home. But wait, we're offering an unrepeatable introductory offer, so hurry. Yep, the latest vacuum mailbox attachment at half price. Just hit the switch and your mail is sucked right indoors in seconds. No more tiresome trips to the box, and you can't beat that. <laughs> You know, that's making me think about a few things. I just hope uh, the wife Elsie doesn't think of combining that vacuum mailbox idea with the pizza delivery box. I've got a very nasty feeling about that, you know, what it'll look like by the time it gets indoors. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm was getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all me radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>